Hello guys, welcome back to my podcast. I'm the OG. We always keep it lit here. We always keep it legit here. We always keep it 100%. We don't hide behind the curtains and what have you. We say it as it is. I feel it is time through a systematic flow of logic and thought that we put common sense as our main argumentation in this debate. Many a times, we have put pressure on ourselves. Many a times, the exterior world has put pressure on ourselves and has put pressure on you, while in actual sense, you're doing the best you can where you at with what you have. I think that's important to put it out there, that people are really doing all they can. But it's a case of the system is against you, there are too much hurdles to overcome. There's no hand to hold you. There's no one to lift you up. And we are actually grateful that you're still holding on. I have a problem. But before I go to that problem, let us say what is in the status quo. In the status quo, the government is corrupt. Senior government's officials are corrupt. They're looting so much money, storing them in offshore accounts, putting them in the banks that we don't know as they heap up these millions and millions of money for their relatives and their grandchildren to come. That is in the status quo. In the status quo, there's nepotism. In the status quo, there's tribalism. In the status quo, the system is just shitty. In the status quo, Many young people are unemployed. Many people are not employed. In the status quo, many people are having to do menial jobs just to put food on your table. And in the status quo, it does not necessarily mean that when you go to the university, that your degree will give you a job or you will work in a field that you learned. Now, the whole of this hula baloo and this mix-up has created a system of anarchy, a system of oppression, and a system that really hurts. One, it has created things like connection, that for you to get a job, you have to be connected. It has created words like being book smart and being street smart. And of course, the word street smart being common and is used across most platforms. It has created things like it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. So when you look at these things and we start deciphering their origin and where they're used, for instance, someone will blame a graduate that you are not employed because when you go to an institution of education, you, you're just not supposed to be book smart. You're stop, supposed to be, wait for it, a drug used in the, a word used in the, in the drug world. You're supposed to be street smart. In other words, you're supposed to, quote unquote, know how you can sell drugs or how you can buy drugs without being caught by the police. That's the actual meaning of the word street smart. In the drug world, you're supposed to be corrupt, money launder without being caught by the FBI, CSI, or what have you, or the police department. So these are the worlds 
we have started to commonly use in order to justify a systematic oppression that is being hard on our young minds, being hard on our graduates, being hard on our youths. That's just not correct. One, our young men, our graduates and what have you, are applying for millions and millions of jobs through LinkedIn, through these so many Nevo.com, these so many avenues of job employment. They are walking to those tall buildings, knocking. They are tamaking, literally tamaking. They are walking those roads, dropping their CVs elsewhere. When they have attachment, they are doing all they can in the hope of this organization will retain me after graduation. Our graduates are doing an awesome job. They are just not getting recognized. We are having so many people starting up YouTube channels, running blogs, and all, what have you. Hey, you know, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Read my article. They're doing things. They're volunteering, but there's just not enough space to accommodate them. They're doing the best they can where they are with what they have. Let me just quote something from my friend Brian Kibet when he's talking about trying to find reasons to justify a systematic oppressive regime whereby the oppressed is being blamed for his or her predicament. This is what Brian Kibet says. Let me just head over to WhatsApp and it was a good saying. Wise man, Brian Kibet. This is what Brian says. When caged in an economic and political quandary like the one we are presently in, then that is when we feel the reality of the Stockholm Syndrome in the animal farm. Just like that stupid horse, we believe we are to blame for our current predicament and promise to work harder to emancipate ourselves. Pedagogy of the Oppressed is one book which paints the perception of most of us who believe in nationalism and patriotism. The oppressed will always cheer their oppressors. I just like this sentence right here. That just like the stupid horse, we believe we are to blame for our current predicament and promise to work harder to emancipate ourselves. Think about that. We're telling our graduates to work harder, to work smarter. Go to a medical school for seven years. Then after getting for seven years, get employed in our county governments, earn a meager 90000 or sometimes there's just not enough space. They don't pay you your salary for three months. And when you don't have money, they say, you know what? You should have worked smarter. You, 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 you have a degree. You're a doctor. You should have started your own clinic. I'm like, whoa, where should I have gotten the capital? I have been surviving on less than $1 for the last seven years. Give me some credit. I need to start reaping the benefits of going hard, going hard for so long. Street smart. Who do you know? It's not about what you know. It's not about connection. We are having these words like, 
I don't know, this 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 new in thing word whereby you're supposed to yeah, yeah, you know, networking. Right? Networking. It's about who you know, networking. So you are not the best in the game, but you have a job because you knew someone. Now we are supposed to somehow look down upon this other person who who does not know your nigga who gave you that job. You know, it's about sexually transmitted jobs and sexually transmitted. <laughs> I don't know. You got, how did you get that corner office job? We need to ask you. Now, I'm not saying that we should tell our young people who have papers that that paper is supposed to put food on your table at whatever level you add. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you have that paper, you don't have an opportunity yet. Go get your hands dirty. Go do a job that at least can make you survive. But I'm saying, don't blame him for doing that job. Don't tell him you did not make it because you did not do enough. He's already doing better at what place that he is in. So we need to we need to just take a chill pill, guys, and realize that we are doing the best we 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 can that we just need to rest and take a breather that the system is against us. Of course we always we need to overhaul the system. That's not the core issue in this podcast. The core issue in this podcast is our young men, even you or even our old men, are doing the best they can and they just need to rest. They're applying for those jobs. They are working those late hours. They are putting in those two shifts a day. And one chick said, maybe it's, you, you can try to be book smart. <laughs> and I, t- I, I can tell you from someone who has tried to be book smart in the status quo in this country. Whoa, man, it's, it's a tall order. Like, where as a young person are you going to get that half a million for your master's degree? Where, especially if you come from a family that sees you as the only graduate and you still have sisters and brothers in high school. And even if even if you don't have sisters and brothers in high school, what if your parents can't just get that half a million? Where are you going to get that full million to go for your PhD? So you, you, you are book smart. You're trying to improve academically, but where is the money? So you go back, you live in your single room, you survive. And as you try to save up, it's just not adding up. It's three years into the job. Now, I have been employed for the past three years. And, 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 and trust me, you, <laughs> my savings is not a half a million. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm literally living a simple life. You know, I don't have any fancy cars. I don't do any fancy chicks. I am living a simple life. Wake up, go do your job, eat well, exercise, have one or two days off, like that kind of life. And I've not made it thus far. You feeling me? So you asking us to be street smart, to be drug dealers so that we are employed, 
to, to try look for connections and these people who do not have connection and let me tell you something sometimes you go to these big events and this person who is connected he gives you your business card and he gives that business card to a hundred of you it's another system of anarchy so it's about time we took a chill pill in whatever we're trying to do and you realize that hey you know what bro i've given my best it's just time to relax. We are trying. We are holding on. And of course, NTV ran the, this uh, expose the other day of, of a graduate who is a first class honors but is doing farming and he's not happy about it. But so that kind of person, what are you going to tell him? You know, he, he, he went to school, got his first class. That's the like he's the best of the best. A company should say, hey, 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 wait, wait a minute. This is the best guy in our campus at this job. Please come and sign for us. That should be the situation. But of course, you're not living in a perfect world. So he's gone back to the farm and he's providing for himself and his family. That guy is doing the best with what he has, where he is in. So you can't really blame him for doing best. You can't really blame me for, for working hard, passing my exams and being the best and walking to these 30 or so companies trying to get a job and I don't land a job. The, it's, the, it's the function of the government to create that enabling environment. Is the function of the government to create those employment opportunities. We pay taxes. And when I'm sick, and I'm telling you this for a fact, they, they take about, I uh, think, 10% uh, of my salary or 5% thereabout to go to these medical schemes I have. And in the start of school, when I get admitted to the hospital, I still have to take out my own money to buy drugs, take out my own money to pay these hospital bills. And this is money that gets taken from my bank account each and every month. So I am sick, but I still go back to the money I'm supposed to invent somewhere because the national health scheme, somebody has stolen the funds or it is not working. How is the government working in that particular case? Introducing so many taxes and levies to our SMEs that they can barely survive. So many certificates you need to get approval from the government offices, which you have to see a backdoor room for you to start running your small business that you've started in the name of, oh man, in this chaotic regime, it's time to take a breather. And that is the OG, keeping it real. Thank you and see you next time.